News Talk On Demand. Interruption-free audio where you want it, when you want it. Brent Lokes away for a few days and next week as well. Good morning, Gerald Bowman in for your Thursday morning. Right now in Saskatoon as you're heading out the door, minus 37, wind chill minus 45. Guaranteed high for today, all powered by Flowright Mechanical. Uh, your guaranteed high is only minus 31 for today. Earlier this week, we heard from Mayor Charlie Clark, uh, Police Chief Troy Cooper, Saskatoon Fire Chief Morgan Hockle, and it's the year-ender. It's that time of year, kind of a, uh, a look back at 2021 and a look ahead to 2022. We are at the end of, what, 21 months of the COVID-19 pandemic in this province. Every month of this year has been marked with case counts and vaccination percentages and deaths. It's been really tough for nearly everyone, including the man making the ultimate decisions on the province's response. 650 CKOM's Lisa Schick sat down with Premier Scott Moe to talk about 2021 and looking ahead to 2022. It's been a, you know, a challenging year, I, I think, for, for all of us. Premier Scott Moe says there have been ups and downs in the last 12 months. We had good vaccine uptake in the first number of months. Uh, we moved into the summer where we had, you know, the opportunity to have a, you know, a much more normal summer than we did the summer uh, previous. Uh, we were hit hard this fall with the, the fourth wave here in this province, but we have, we, we've done quite well uh, since uh, that period of time. In July, all the restrictions were removed and the fourth wave followed soon after, taking Saskatchewan to the worst COVID case rate in the country at one point. That prompted Mo to make masking mandatory again and put in a vaccine policy, something government had said weeks before it wouldn't do because it didn't want to infringe on people's freedoms. But Mo says it was necessary. Our hospitalizations, in particular our ICUs, were climbing and continuing to climb, and, and you know action uh, did need to be taken. And, uh, and you know I had openly said that we likely should have moved a couple of weeks earlier with those policies. So it was absolutely necessary, and it's necessary to have in place uh, up to including today. Despite that, Mo says he doesn't regret removing all restrictions. The decision uh, we made in uh, July to uh, you know, to have, for, uh, for all intents and purposes, a much more normal summer was made with the information that we ultimately had at, at that point in time, as was the decisions uh, that we made this fall to uh, put a number of measures back in place. While COVID took center stage for much of the year, drought stole the show for many, in some cases with devastating results. I Agriculture is king uh, here in Saskatchewan. It's the spinal cord of our of our economic success, and we've had a tough year. But Mo gives credit to the farmers. The drought that we had this year could have been much much more of a disaster than it even was, uh, had they not been employing all of the you know innovation and agronomic techniques, the fertility uh, programs uh, that they have. That was the year behind, but as for the year ahead, Mo is distinctly optimistic. He has worries about COVID, yes. I think everyone, uh, that is on everyone's mind. But he turns the conversation multiple times to Saskatchewan's economy and opportunities he wants to expand. I just can't help but be excited about the opportunity that we have in Saskatchewan. We are seeing the global investment community arrive here in this province, investing literally billions of dollars in uh, in projects in, in a number of different industries. Mo wants people 
people to move from looking inward and start looking out to the world. Saskatchewan most assuredly has uh, what the world needs and it's when we do best is when we come together to work together to provide uh, those goods to the world and, and really achieve some of the, the targets uh, around growth. Among the Premier's other worries in the new year, the struggles around mental health and addictions and Saskatchewan's positioning relative to the federal government. At the legislature, Lisa Schick, 650 CKOM. Thanks a lot, Lisa. 650 CKOM's Lisa Schick, a year-end interview with Premier Scott Moe. Now, Premier Scott Moe and our health minister, Paul Merriman, are going to have a news conference coming up in a few hours at 11 o'clock this morning. All things COVID. Maybe some numbers, possibly. Could we get some guidelines, some direction as to where we're headed whether it be indoor gatherings, whether it be for schools in the new year. We don't know any details right now. Maybe we will at 11 o'clock. Premier Mo, Health Minister Paul Merriman will have that for you live right here on 650 CKOM. Once again, it begins at 11. Right now in Saskatoon, minus 37, wind chill minus 45. Uh, a note from Saskatoon Transit here in Saskatoon. Um, there is a bus shortage, mechanical failures with extreme cold. So there will be reduced service on a number of routes. You can check out your transit schedule or maybe you have that transit app as well. But once again, some uh, major problems for Saskatoon Transit. A number of routes have been affected. Again, check your schedule or check your app. Also with the extreme cold, and that's when... The cold weather strategy kicks in for Saskatoon. There are a number of places here in Saskatoon where you can go just to warm up for a few minutes or, you know, for an extended uh, period of time. Salvation Army, the foyer, uh, out Saskatoon, uh, Prairie Harm Reduction, the Bridge Fellowship Centre, just to name a few, EGADS, um, Friendship Inn, Station 20 West, Comfy on Avenue M South and the Indian and Métis Friendship Centre as well. This is all part of the cold weather strategy, a number of warm-up locations. Staying with the cold, and Keenan Sorkin talking about this in sports, in Minneapolis at Target Field, home of the Minnesota Twins, this Saturday, well, the winter classic for the NHL is still a go between the Minnesota Wild and the St. Louis Blues. But... This cold system, this Arctic air mass, yeah, it stretches down into the Dakotas, into Minnesota as well. The game is slated to start at night, I think around 6 o'clock. There's going to be about 38,000 people in the stands, <laughs> or will there, because the forecast high for Minneapolis on Saturday is minus 19 for the Winter Classic. Remember the very first Winter Classic? It was held, that was the Heritage Classic, they called it, yeah. That was it. Between the Edmonton Oilers and the Montreal Canadiens, um, it was November 22nd of 2003. And I remember it was brutally cold that day as well. Well, the high that day in Edmonton, with 57,000 people in the stands, the high that day was minus 17. So this Saturday, looks like it's going to be even colder, a high of minus 19 Minneapolis on Saturday. We'll keep you updated on the Winter Classic and the brutally cold Winter Classic. Davis Romanda and I were having a chat. I think I would go for the ceremony, like the player introduction, all the bells and whistles, the fireworks, maybe the flyover at the start of the game. And I think maybe at least a good period. 
But once you just get that slightest tinge of being uncomfortable or you get that chill, adios. Back to the hotel room or something like that. It is 727. Your news is up next.